more. Perhaps the most famous of the unicorn's wonders is the Rosette Nebula, a giant cloud of gas and dust that surrounds a cluster of young stars. Through a telescope, it looks like a faint smudge of light. But in photographs, it looks like an orange or pink rose, a beautiful decoration for a faint unicorn. To find the unicorn, first find Orion, which wheels across the south in early evening. Sirius, the brightest star in the night sky, is below Orion, with fainter Procyon farther to the hunter's lower left. The unicorn fills the space between these bright lights, a region of the sky that's best appreciated with a telescope. We'll have more about the unicorn tomorrow. Our web address is stardate.org. For the University of Texas at Austin McDonald Observatory, I'm Billy Henry. I didn't get anything for Valentine's Day this year. The money for my gifts went to a good cause. Helping you, helping you to the moose and grow. Join us, join us, for love to the love to the moose. Come listen to come listen to hours of hours of nonstop streaming live streaming live at February February thirteenth until midnight until midnight February February fourteenth. Your generation helps fund help fund equipment, travel as travel sporting events, give our student our student bigger and bigger and better opportunities. To donate, 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 the Don, the Don Put Together begins this season, season from, from out here women's, women's, women's basketball. basketball. Here all the play by play here on U92. See it Coverage of every single home game, game from out here with women's basketball. Game pre-game coverage beginning 30 minutes before tip-off. Here on 917 FM. U92. Sports night here on U92. We're going 6-9 to nine tonight, uh, and we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. Probably more than we've had in a while, I would say. Uh, we're going to get into the men's basketball team, the women's basketball team here in Morgantown at West Virginia. We're going to talk about the Super Bowl. Uh, we are going to talk about, what else is the other thing I said? I said something else. Football really, schedule. Really important. Oh, the football schedule. See, but my mind right now... It's focused on tomorrow and what's happening at the Super Bowl uh, facility. Yeah, that's a great segue. At 9 p.m. Some would say baby. the biggest game this week. Huh? I, I think you could say. National television. I mean, ranked matchup at the Coliseum tonight against Iowa State, that doesn't – I mean, that, compared that, to tomorrow? Yeah. It's, 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 it's a setup for tomorrow. Right. Yeah, that's, yeah, the, that's the appetizer a, for, so the, for the entree. a little feeler they tomorrow? put out, you know. It's like Revenge uh, game tomorrow, boys. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah. when you go to a concert, you have your openers, and then right. you have the big show. And, <laughs> right. You know, I mean, tonight – 
it, the way the basketball game comes out tonight, that's the that's the opening act. Yeah. When I saw when I saw when I saw when I saw Tansky, I saw a look in his eyes like he's ready for tomorrow. Well, Tansky's going to go off for thirty points yeah. tomorrow. Nobody I has feel any it. idea what we're talking about yet, so let me tell him. Oh yeah, you should probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you might want to do that. <laughs> you heads up. Tomorrow night at the West Virginia Student Rec facility, the U ninety two ers basketball squad <laughs> will be playing. Big big game. We got four players here, three of them starters. The one guy's voice you haven't heard yet. There's a reason he's playing right bench tomorrow. So game. <laughs> Old <What>? Mike Mohey. <laughs> he's here. He's here. Yes, I am here. I'm yep. making an appearance. I'm yeah. making an appearance. Yeah. Very no, exciting. right bench. I, hey, man. I, I I do a lot of that Patty Mills end of the bench Spurs role, you know, that that whipping the towel, you know. That that that's me at the end of the bench. So, you know, today is the, you know, is just, you know, Iowa State opening up for us today and then tomorrow is definitely we getting buckets tomorrow for sure. I think yeah. coach Lambert might be in the hot seat if we if the team is a win tomorrow. Um, yeah, he is. I'm on the trade block too it's, if I don't play. Woj, I think so. <laughs> McQuillan for a couple picks, I think. Yeah, yeah. a couple yeah. first, a couple uh, first. I think we get Brian for more than what they got for Kyrie up there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, guys. Give me a break. What was that? Uh, we talked about that on Monday on the new sports show we have here on Monday mornings and Friday mornings. Yes, 7 we 9 do. AM. Beat the clock. Uh, we talked in depth about the Kyrie trade and how Philip Rivers is in a Hall of Famer. So, you know, go check and, that out. And it's how to in, make mac and cheese. Yeah, how to oh, make yeah, mac yeah. and cheese. Oh, yeah, yeah. Follow the box for all my mac and cheese makers out there. Um, it is a, it's available in the U92 podcast uh, feed. So subscribe to the U92 podcast. Uh, the Sports Page podcast is what I'm getting at there. On any podcast platform, you can go find Beat the Clock from Monday and all sorts of other good stuff if you search United 2 Sports on any podcast platform of your choice. Uh, busy, busy week here at U92 as well as we have the Pledge Drive coming up next week, uh, and it's a very, very exciting thing. Uh, the sports block has the two-hour block from 10 to 12 at uh, the Mountain Lair. We're setting up live, going a little... I'm uh, so excited for that. External stream out there. Yeah, it's we're going to be so fun. Mount Lair. Uh, so 10 to 12 on Tuesday, if you want to tune in there and help donate and raise some money for U92 sports coverage and that sort of thing, we really, really appreciate it. Uh, the theme of this is support the moose by pledging your love to the moose. This Valentine's Day, U92 will bring you 36 hours of cons- consecutive programming of music, sports, and public affairs starting at noon, Monday, February 13th and running until midnight to cap it off on Valentine's Day the following day. You can learn more about how to donate by going to U92TheMoose.com and clicking on the Donate button. As far as the sports block goes on Tuesday from 10 to noon, live at, at the Mountain Lair, it will be uh, Anissa Gallo and myself, Tanner Lambert. I haven't even introduced everybody. It's me, Tanner. It's Sean. It's Michael Mohe. It's old John Hamilton and the point guard, Brian McQuillan. <laughs> um, I figured you knew who we are at this point, but that's all right. So the sports block there on Tuesday will be really exciting. Again, it's Anissa Gallo and myself, Tanner Lambert, uh, as we will, we're scheduled, I should say, to interview uh, head baseball coach here at West Virginia University, Randy Mazie, head men's soccer coach here at West Virginia University, Mr. Dan Stratford, and head women's soccer coach, 27 seasons strong, Big 12 tournament champion from last fall, Miss Nikki Azo Brown. So that'll be a very, very exciting start to our two-hour slate. And then Anissa and I earlier today we were writing all kinds of sports trivia questions. We'll be passing out fun stuff over there at the Mountain Lair stickers, 
keychains, all that good stuff. So stop by and say hi to us there. If you cannot get there, then go to unitedtothemoose.com again and click on that donate button to figure out how to donate uh, and all of that stuff. We really, really, really appreciate it. And uh, it, it's a big deal for us. So, again, please, please, please do that and tune in. Noon to midnight the following day, 36 hours of manned coverage. That's a that's a heck of a lot of programming there, fellas. All right, let's get right into this. Uh, tomorrow at the rec again, United Tour Basketball. Check out the social media feeds. There might be some good content going out there. Maybe We've some, got some nice plans. Maybe some Tansky headband pictures. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, for sure, Tansky and the headband will be on there. Uh, but yeah. I, I heard some rumors about some other stuff that may be happening with some pregame interviews. So we'll, we'll oh. see. Whoa. We'll see. We'll see. What about, uh, a, what about a moose costume? We, oh, yeah. Moose costume? We might get to meet the moose tomorrow out there, too. <laughs> what, uh, I'm not joking about that either. Uh, oh, so And what color will Tanner's suit be? That's a fun game to play. <laughs> yeah. You told you, us. Well, you, you never know what I'm going to do. He could throw I, a curveball on us. I might throw us. on the wild, uh, yeah. whatever chubby swim trunks. Are the pants going to match this week, Tanner? Heck no. Okay. Why would they match, Brian? Uh, why do I follow the mac and cheese box recipe? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> to learn more about that inside joke, go check out the Beast O'Clock podcast. <laughs> available in the United 2 feed. Because good Lord, that was good on uh, Monday morning here. All right. Um, we'll start with the women's basketball team, who just concluded their road trip to the Oklahoma schools over the weekend. Uh, they fell to both the Sooners and the Oklahoma State Cowgirls. Unfortunately, last night's game was fairly close compared to what happened in Norman, uh, and that was in Stillwater uh, against the Cowgirls. Oklahoma is a very, very good women's basketball team. Uh, they came to the Coliseum to open Big 12 play on New Year's Eve in January where they put up over 90 points, uh, and they are just an offensive team like that. So... Um, Tough this time. They dropped 93 uh, on on the girls there on Saturday in Norman. 93-68 is the final there. But yesterday's game, 76-65 uh, in Stillwater. Uh, a little bit tired. That's the first time they have played Oklahoma State this season. J.J. Quinterly had 18 points. And Madison Smith had eight, 16. So between the two of them, that that's more output than you're expected to get to start the game, fellas. Um, and, and then other than that, they, they just weren't able to find that bench scoring that we're used to seeing. And, and Jayla Hemingway, uh, she played um, not her best game last night, but it, it was not on her. Uh, uh, that's not the picture I'm trying to paint there. It, it was the fact that uh, besides J.J. and Maddie, some of the other girls struggled last night, and it was just a tough game shooting-wise overall. Um, lots, of, lots of them contributed. But when you look at the score there on the box score, 27 of 62 from the field, 7 of 24 from three. I'll take the 30% from three, right? That, that's a number that's higher than what it was at the beginning of the year. The 27 of 62, I, it, you know, it, it's okay, but then you look at Oklahoma State, and they were yeah. 31 of 59, I think is what the number is there. So just a little bit more efficient from the Cowgirls. And when you do the math there, that's the difference in the game, guys. Yeah, I mean, I also I think a point I want to mention is that the Mountaineers only got to the free throw line six times yeah. and only converted on four. If you're not getting to the line, you're not going to score points all the time, especially when you're not shooting the ball well from the field. You've got to find a way to get to the you know get to the basket, get fouled, and, and get to the free throw line. Right between the two top scorers for the Mountaineers, Maddie and JJ, they shot a total of two shots. They were both taken by JJ. Uh, Maddie didn't 
wasn't able to draw a foul, but she hit four of eleven from beyond the arc. Like it's not like she did not play yeah, well. Maddie and, and JJ weren't the issue last yeah. night. It was just the team overall. Just yeah, not wasn't able, there. not able. Twenty nine to fifty. It was Oklahoma State. Excuse me. So even more efficient than what I said earlier. Um, and five of fifteen from beyond the arc, and they got to the line thirteen or nineteen times, hit thirteen of them. So that that's definitely going to wind up being the difference there. Um, because this team's been able to find a lot of different scorers, right? They've not always had to rely on Maddie and JJ. And, and last night, that wasn't the case, and they also weren't able to get to the free throw line. They weren't drawing fouls, forcing Oklahoma State to play a different style of ball, right? Oklahoma State was able to play very tight defensively because they weren't fouling. And, you know, it, it's the first year, right? We always say that. But it's true. And, and you've got to find a way, you know, next year when you play again at this time, it's a really young team. You got a lot of experience coming back, and these experiences like this on this Oklahoma trip, where you weren't able to draw fouls, you didn't get to the free throw line, that sort of thing. You know that going forward, that's what you're going to have to do, right? And that's a lot of learning experiences. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you. I mean, next year this team's going to be different, and the big reason why is Madison Smith's no longer going to be there. That's their unquestioned leader. That's who they rely on if they're in a slump. That you could count on her to get a bucket or just be a spark plug or anything. They're not going to have that. Uh, next year so it's really going to be JJ and who's going to be the next uh, running mate with her and uh, you know it's, that's going to be a storyline that's going to play out over the offseason it's what we're going to hear about probably throughout the beginning of the year next year uh, but you know that's something that you hope you, is already on the roster uh, and nights like this where it is only JJ Quinterly and Madison Smith who are providing that offensive spark that you hoped that someone could potentially be that answer and that unfortunately just wasn't the case uh, like we said um, they usually always get solid production from their bench but for whatever reason uh, only uh, three players were able to score for him off the bench and that's just not sustainable uh, yeah basketball you have five players out there at all times and you would like your starters to carry the low uh the offensive uh power there but you need those bench players and those role players to come in and get a spot uh when uh your offense just and your stars aren't getting it done yeah and brian only 11 points there in the fourth quarter yeah not enough there no not not at all and I, another another number that jumped out to me is like they only had nine turnovers Right. Which is pretty good. Yeah. Like if you're going to tell me before the game West Virginia would have nine turnovers and make 30% of their threes, I'd say chances are they could win that game. Um, you know, when you're th- kind of like your third score goes one for 11. As you said, not uh, blaming on Jalen Hemingway. It's going to be hard to win. It's kind of just been a, a rough little bit, uh, Big 12 stretch of games for uh, this Mountaineers team. And, you know, their, their tournament odds are, might be stacked against them right now. Um, they have a chance to bounce back against Iowa State. But, uh, you know, probably losses like these hurt because you can't really afford to lose Big 12 games, especially like three in a row because every game matters. And we see it in the men's games. Same for the women's. There's no easy, easy games in this conference. I think a point I want to make, if you don't mind me jumping in here, the Mountaineers did not score in the fourth quarter for the first five minutes and 50 seconds. That can't happen any day of the week. We've seen a pattern of that before. Yeah, and the Mountaineers can sometimes go on these long scoring droughts that just kill them in the long run for for the game, and and that just can't happen, especially it was relatively close going into the fourth quarter, and and then you you let Oklahoma State take a a double-digit lead on you. 
Yeah, second and third mm-hmm. quarter was uh, tied for points, I think, and, yeah. and points scored by both teams. So you're right there, right in it, right? You should be down about four or five. We saw the same thing yeah. in the Texas game here at the Coliseum, down three. Going to the fourth, you start cold, mm-hmm. and for mm-hmm. some reason that happens, and then you can't get back into it because you're running out of time and you're not being able to foul because of the line yeah. and that sort of thing. And, you know, it, those are very, very, very big learning moments, though, Mike. Yeah, no, I was I was actually going to say something about um, the fact that they Brian highlighted the fact they had nine nine turnovers okay. against Oklahoma State. The last two games when they played um, Oklahoma and who was that team they played? They played Texas. Again, to Texas, yeah. they had more than fifteen turnovers both those games. Yeah. They didn't even the other, two other teams had almost double the rebounds. Right. So one, we're we're not making shots, and two, we're turning over the balls, and they're the other team is getting the advantage and taking on because the largest lead we had even yesterday was one when I, the other team had sixteen. Mm-hmm. So, I mean the. Taking care of the ball is always the most important part, but if we're trying to make runs and we're not even scoring, like it, it, it's pretty sad that like we have to we turn over the ball and then we're not even getting rebounds and other teams are getting probably second chance points and everything and those little things come come in and especially at the end when you're getting blown out, the momentum you lose the momentum, you're turning over the ball, it just it's not well for the team. And also, yeah, um, we've seen kind of like a it's it's not happened you know every game, but we've seen a couple times like they haven't gone off to the best starts either. You know, letting up 23 first quarter points, is, it's going to be hard to come back from when you're like down eight in the first quarter. You never really want to be down that much because then you have to, you're constantly battling back. Um, so that that doesn't help because honestly, outside of the first quarter, each quarter was w- well within like four points. Like four they, points, it, yeah. it's how you start is just as important how you finish. Right. Um, and, you know, those those starts at the beginning, like people always talk about the plays in the fourth quarter. But mm-hmm. I mean, the plays in the first quarter really mean just as much. And yeah, when you no, when do. you when you do. don't when you come out. You know, lazy. Not saying they were lazy, but when you come out and you're not really, you know, ready to play, mm-hmm. that's going to bite in the fourth quarter stretch. You, you, you miss really out. You back. miss out on those little things. Sometimes you may lose one, yeah. two, maybe a couple points, and you're like, dang, if I would have made that free throw in the first quarter, if I would have made that pass better in this quarter, yeah. it probably would have been a different game. Yeah, so you know what? Nine turnovers. There's yeah. no way you nine turnovers. It's yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely an improvement from the last two because the last two you're you're putting more, well over last two games. 30 40 turnovers in two games which is yeah, totally. which is horrible you, you can't you can't have that but I do like how they kind of improve from that but we're still slacking on the rebounds and that is also a big thing in basketball is getting rebounds being able to get second chance points being able to just push it push out from breaks getting fast breaks out and everything so I feel like we also got to get better on that end but I do I will take one positive thing is I'm glad the turnovers went down because losing to Texas and losing Oklahoma with all those turnovers is just it's it doesn't look good for us. No, and, and let me tell you something else. It does not get easier nope. moving forward. The Big Twelve is a very very good conference in basketball. Uh, they play number twenty one Iowa State next. It'll be here on Saturday. You can catch that one on U ninety two. The Moose will be myself on the play by play and all. Tanner Mounts there on a the color, uh, and it'll be a fun one over at the Coliseum in the Pink Game six p.m. on Saturday. Uh, number twenty one Iowa State here at the Coliseum. Uh, and then after that, again, you go back to Kansas. Or no, you host Kansas, excuse me, and then you go to Texas. Uh, so the next three teams, you've lost all three of them as well. Uh, the Kansas game was a very, very weird one. It was another one where they started very slow in the fourth quarter and it got way out of hand, and they couldn't catch back up, and it was over. The difference was they had the lead in that right. game. Yeah. Oh, they, no, I they had it. Yeah, it was, it was it, insane. It, it was the fourth quarter start again there. Uh, the Iowa game was a 70-50 to 50 loss, just not nowhere near where they should be offensively producing right there. And then the Texas game, they played them very tight the first time. The final score does not reflect how that game went. Mm-hmm. Um, 
However, that doesn't mean it's going to be easy the second time you play him, especially down there in Austin. Yeah. Uh, we know how good a coach Vic Schaefer is down there in Austin. He's a uh, very interesting guy. Seems like yeah. a <laughs> Brian and I, we were there for that yeah, press conference, and we were. He gave us the uh, praise the Lord, give him the horns at the end of that one. Through the through uh-huh. the horns, and I'll tell you what, that's Austin. If I ever heard of Austin, uh, uh-huh. so no, he, he, third season there for him, two straight elite eights. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> no arguing with anything that, about that. Yeah. Hey, that, that's what it is. So uh, not getting much easier here over the next three games for this women's team, and then they've got Tech, K State, Oklahoma State again, and then Baylor to close it out. So some teams they've already beaten there down the stretch uh, to maybe close in on a better season. Then they go out to Kansas City for the Big 12 tournament. So uh, if they can, you know, stack up some wins here at the end of the season, I don't think there's any reason to mm-hmm. say that this team can't be a tournament team. They're 14-8 and eight overall, just 5-6 and six in the conference here. It's in their hands. Yeah. Right? It, it, it's certainly not over yet. They've got every opportunity left to still – try to make a push to make the NCAA tournament, and you never know what can happen from there. And to do that in year one uh, would be a very, very big thing. Yeah, no, definitely. We've been saying it all year uh, long. Uh, first uh, For this first season of uh, Coach P's tenure, I just mm-hmm. wanted to figure out, you know, what this West Virginia team is going to look like under her and what teams uh, consecutive teams are going to look like in the future yeah. for her. But the fact that, yeah, they really have uh, surpassed so many expectations, uh, and they have, you know, firmly put themselves in a contention for a um, a tournament berth. Uh, that's again, that's can't sing enough praises about the job she's done. And, and you know, I guess it is a little bit, you know, with these, uh, you know, this is a three game losing streak now. It sort of just shows you the reality of, hey, this team still is, you know, it's very much under construction it's still very much this program still very much being rebuilt up and being built uh the way uh don puts white wants it uh so yeah no it's uh we'll see how they re- uh, rebound here this is going to be very telling of how uh this team's going to respond uh, you know they put themselves in a hole again how are they going to get uh, how are they going to get themselves out are they going to are they going to get themselves out or are they just going to you know dig that uh hole far, uh, further for themselves no, oh, yeah, I mean that's as as we've kind of said, like it's not over yet. Obviously, they still have the Big Twelve tournament, but if they can just rack up, they got a couple ranked games coming up. You know, you have Iowa State, you have uh, Texas coming up, um, so there's still time. And obviously, dropping three in a row like this late in the season is not going to help your chances. But yeah. this team has shown flashes where, like, this team can. I think last time we we're here, me and Sean were saying, like, don't be shocked if this team makes a run nationally. Um, so they just really got to take advantage of what lies ahead. They can't change anything that happened at this point. Like the, it's in the past. The uh, Oklahoma game, the Texas game. They're all. They just got to use those Oklahoma mistakes. Oklahoma number seven, sixteen in the country. Texas yeah. number twenty those in the are, country. Yeah, Iowa State twenty. And they were in the game. Like all those games have been winnable, pretty much. Like they've had. They've been in every single game. So the Oklahoma maybe not. So yeah, good, but Oklahoma offensively is a very good. They're very Eight good. Yeah. Four overall, they continue uh, to be dominant, um, and I mean. No, you're you're exactly right, Brian. When when everything's you know, it, there's not like it's two games left. There's yeah. there's a ton uh, of opportunity ahead. And, and speaking as far as nationally goes, you've got two of arguably the best guards in the country at 
at, at the role they play, I think. You know, when you look at women's basketball, it's a little different than men's in the fact that there's a lot of talent at the top, and as you go down, each team maybe has a couple here, a couple there, really, really star talented players. J.J. Quinterly is a very, very good basketball player. Madison Smith, a very, very great basketball player. Both of them are very, very great at what they do, and they know what their role is, right? And so if somehow both of them can get hot and stay hot at the same time, this team can do a lot of things because we have seen it where, you know, Jayla Hemingway has a night with them, and the bench comes in and puts 30 or 40 out there to help them. And so if they're able to find that production again, there's no reason why this team can't be successful and try to make a postseason run. And, and the other thing about it, too, is the fact that if you can just be a little bit more efficient here or there, it makes big differences, right? You, you know, there's like that old adage that says, you know, every single small thing you fix winds up being bigger or whatever it exactly. is. Yeah. And, and so if you can fix some of the efficiency here, if you can shoot, you know, 43% rather than 37% from the field or 33% rather than 28% from three, right? One or two more threes, three or four more baskets here, and find a way to get to the foul line. And make and those. Be in every yeah. And make your games. free throws. Make yeah. the free throws. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah, I was surprised I only got mm. six free throws. That's that's not a number you like to you, see. you got to get to the line. I mean, yeah, yeah, we're probably yeah, not being aggressive enough. I mean, that from there, it just shows the aggressiveness. If, we're not, if they're not getting to the foul line, if we're not getting to the foul line, the aggressiveness is not there. And especially, I mean, on the defensive end, we're just letting teams just kind of go in there and be whatever and – other teams are getting to the foul line. They're making their shots. But, I mean, just kind of reiterating back from what Sanders said, I mean, it's it's all kind of a mental. I mean, we kind of go back with Brian where he's just like, it's it's a pass, it's whatever. But, I mean, I, I think we have a solid team. I have I think the team, our team can make it pretty far. I don't think we're a bad team. I know we have, you know, Madison and, and JJ. But, I mean, we compete with every team. And it's there. It's just like you said, Tanner. It's cleaning up the little things. And and if we do that, we're we're a top we're a top team in the Big Twelve, and we're not a team to joke around with. So when you look at the standings, boys, let me give them to you real quick right now. Number one is Texas at nine and two. Then it's Oklahoma at nine and three. Both of those are right there at the top. Texas has won five in a row in the conference, eighteen and six overall. We told you they were number twenty in the country. Oklahoma again nine and three. Uh, and 19 and four overall, number sixteen in the country. Baylor seven and four overall. One of those four is West Virginia. 16-7 overall. Iowa State, 7-4, and 15-6 uh, overall. We've, West Virginia's got them on Saturday. Then it's Oklahoma State at 7-5 and five in the conference, 17-7 uh, overall. They've won three in a row, including beating West Virginia uh, the other night. And then it's West Virginia <coughs> at 5-6 and six in the conference. You're two games back of third place right third now. Place. The conference is still wide open as mm-hmm. a whole, too. And underneath West Virginia, you've got Kansas at 4-6, and six, Texas Tech at 4-6, and six, Kansas State at 3-8, and eight, and Texas Christian at 0-11. Oh and, uh, and, and so mm. the, the, the uh, conference, it is open. And as far as Big 12 tournament seating, it is open. <laughs> If West Virginia can go on a little bit of a run here, there's no reason why they can't have a higher seed come Big 12 tournament time out there in Kansas City and be able to make some noise. And if they're able to do that, then they're a tournament team. That's all it is. There, there's no other way around it. And so, again, we're going to say it. it's right in front of them. You're going to have to rely on Maddie and J.J. and Jayla Hemingway to produce offensively for you and then coming off the bench and 
Kyle Watson, Kylie Blackson, both defensively and offensively underneath the boards, crashing them, grabbing those rebounds, and making things happen. If this if this team is only going to turn the ball over nine times a game, I guarantee you they will yeah. make the tournament. Because uh, yeah, you are 100%. going to be able to win games that way because you're going to have more possessions. And, and defensively, mm-hmm. too. They, are, they force turnovers they as well. A, they need to force turnovers more, too. WVU has four games left at home. You have three on the road. you got to win those home yeah. games. you got to mm-hmm. win with you know with the Mountaineer faithful. Right. And maybe try and chip away at a game on the road. There's some tough games. You've got Baylor, you've got Tech, and you got yeah. Texas. I mean, Texas is the one that sticks right. out yeah, on the Texas, road. Yeah. But you got to chip away, and you got to win the games at home. West Virginia's number two in the conference defensively uh, overall, and then uh, offensively, though, it is ninth, and that that's that's not enough. Uh, but margin-wise, that puts them at uh, about six places, seventh, but it's negligible in the difference. Uh, so. Again, it's right in front of them, John. Yeah, no, I think looking ahead, the one that more than others I think they're looking at is that Texas game because, again, you and I, uh, we called that one. And that one, the score, uh, the final score there, 69-56, that's not indicative at all of how that game went. That was close the entire time. There was, you know, I remember the second quarter there, there were so many fouls within the first two minutes of the game that it took – Felt like ten minutes to get through those first two minutes. Just the yeah. way the stoppage of play was going, there was truly a hectic game, uh, and they were right there with them, and they were always within striking distance. And then they just let Texas off the hook, and Texas was able to go on runs there and eventually close out the game. Uh, but that was that's a ranked team, and they played. That was arguably their most competitive game, minus the Baylor game that they won. But that's arguably the one of the most competitive uh, games they played all year. And it was against a ranked opponent on one of the better teams in the Big 12. You said Texas was leading the Big 12, I believe, in their in the standings. Yes. Correct. Yeah. And, you know, some things go their way. If they make some those uh, free throws uh, that they miss that game, it's a different uh, different outlook maybe on that game. Yeah. You know, you never – you know, it, it, what's happens happened, and they, obviously they're going to have to get – put that behind them and they can't be caught looking ahead like they can't single uh single-handedly look at that texas game they still have iowa state and kansas before that uh but yeah no that's let, definitely let, a game i you, think they're they want guys, let me give you guys a quick step before we hit this break because we're right up against it here uh west virginia and combined team rebounds is ninth in the conference uh, combined opponents of rebounds they're tenth in the conference so they're getting out rebounded night in and night out if they can Find a way to just be a little bit better there. Now, I'm not saying they got to climb up and be a top five rebounding team in this league, but you've got to be better than last place. Uh, and in the rebounding margin, uh, they're ninth as well. Um, that's different than combined opponent rebounds for some reason. They track those stats differently. Uh, but against the glass is where they struggle the most. But they're number one in the conference with a plus seven turnover margin per game. So that's seven more possessions. If you can be more efficient on those possession fellows, there's no reason uh, to, to not win games. And, and the difference is the fact that they're number one in turnover margin, they're number eight in assist to turnover ratio. And, and when you have those turnovers, you've got to find that open pass and find a way to get it up there and, and, and put it in the back of, or put it in the back of that. It's not hockey. Put it up <laughs> into the basket and have it go down and through the net there. Uh, hopefully, like you guys, will be doing tomorrow night with the 92ers. So we'll hit a break here. We come back. We'll talk men's basketball. I think Mohe's going to leave us. Uh, he's got to go watch the game. Yeah, I'm going to watch the game. Yep, so Mohe's leaving us. Don't worry, though. Check him out. He'll be on the uh, Twitter sphere tomorrow with I'll the 92ers. The yeah, <laughs> lots of good stuff coming your way here as we've got three more hours tonight on Sports Night. You're listening to U92 The Moose. 
U92 The Moose is your home for the best sports coverage you're going to find here on the campus of West Virginia University. It all starts on Wednesdays from 6 to 10. It's the Sports Block on U92. From 6 to 8, we're talking WVU sports with a tilt towards on-campus coverage. From 8 to 10, it's the Sports Page taking a look at all the national stories you want to hear the U92 sports staff talk about. And at the bottom of every hour, tune in for breaking news on all of the top stories in sports by members of the U92 staff. And finally, live sports on U92 The Moose are the bread and butter. Tune in for coverage of both WVU soccer teams, women's basketball, baseball, and WVU hockey live on U92, 91.7 FM, and U92TheMoose.com. You're not going to want to miss any of the sports here on U92. Have an album you'd like us to play here at The Moose? Send it on over to us at wwvumusic at gmail.com. That email address one more time, wwvumusic at gmail.com. For other inquiries, visit u92themoose.com and click staff and contact. Thanks for listening. The Don Plitzewite era begins this season for Mountaineer women's basketball. Hear all the play-by-play here on U92. Here's Dean Saltine driving down low, looking for the whip. Count it! And the foul! Oh, what a bucket! Tie game with the free throw to go! Coverage of every single home game for Mountaineer women's basketball with pregame coverage beginning 30 minutes before tip-off here on 91.7 FM, U92 The Moose. The only thing I love more than Valentine's Day is listening to U92 The Moose. But what if we combine those things? Join us for 36 hours of uninterrupted live radio from noon February 13th until midnight February 14th. Don't like all the sappy Valentine stuff? We have something different for everyone, such as your favorite music, live interviews, and even a horror play from the ancient vaults of U92's dark past. So why don't you pledge your love to the Moose, February 13th and 14th, on U92, the Moose. I didn't get anything for Valentine's Day this year, but that's okay. The money for my gifts went to a good cause, helping U92, the Moose, grow. Join us and pledge your love to the Moose. Come listen to 36 hours of nonstop radio streaming live at noon, February 13th, until midnight on February 14th. Your generous donation can help fund new equipment, let us travel to sporting events, and give our student broadcasters bigger and better opportunities. To donate, go to u92themoose.com and click the donate button at the top of the page. Thanks for helping us out.
That's the river. Garth, you know, dream is like a river, ever changes its flows. This team is dreaming right now, although they're proving it on the court, it feels like, fellas. My goodness, Saturday night at the Coliseum, no better place to be, except I wasn't there, but that's fine. I told everybody I'd be sitting on my couch happy watching them win 93-61 to 61 in the Coliseum. Are you kidding me? When's the last time you see West Virginia put up 90, let alone 80? But 93, I thought for a second they might hit 100. If they wanted to, they could have. Seven points away. They, 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 they missed seven free throws. So There you go. Huh? I, I am uh, very, very happy with that result. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, you finally beat Oklahoma. It's been since 2019 you couldn't beat Oklahoma. And so you get that monkey off your back, first of all. Uh, and then you get another Big 12 win. You're now looking at a 10 seed. And Tanner Mounts is crying in his room. And right they, now. he's not actually. He's at the game. And they, uh, <laughs> according to Duke, Duke uh oh, according to yeah, to Jordan, uh, they're not even one of the last four. In no, anymore. no, no, they're they're, like they're, real they're yeah, safe they're, in. They're, it's safe, safe in, according yeah, to Joel and I mean, and so if that's the case, and we played Duke first round, I couldn't imagine a better send off to Coach K, a better tribute than beating Duke in the first round. Well, Coach K's not there. Well, no, you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I, Old do. Paul I do. I do. Going down there to beat I do. Duke. John Shire. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Come on. Give me a break. Yeah, come on. See, this is what Hamilton does. Yeah. yeah. I want to talk about this team, and he starts looking at me. He's made me self-conscious about myself. <laughs> I can't even talk anymore. Uh, apparently, all I do is say, come on. He says, come on and to everything. Well, I no. See, no. Well, you've introduced him as old John Jonathan Hamilton, and I'm just Sean now. Yeah. So, uh, I'm getting like I'm, I'm getting I'm getting like a bit hurt over here. I don't uh, know where I stand yeah. in your right, rankings right, of fine, nicknames fine. anymore. So we're, we're going with the other names tonight. So Cornelius the Third. Tell me what you thought about this 93 to 61 win. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I can tell you what Brian thinks, not Cornelius. But, uh, <laughs> no, no. I mean. It was, as you guys were saying, I left me speechless. He's flustered. He's I was flustered. flustered. I mean, 56 first half points is as good as it can get. No, but I mean, you got to give credit where credit's due. Uh, Eric, Eric Stevenson. I mean, you can't play yeah, much it was better a big than 12 that. Game. Big 12 game, yeah. Big 12. Um, I got to give James Conquo too. 10 and 10 off the bench. That dude give him his flowers. Hey, give I, him his flowers. Yeah, I also got to say it was nice seeing Jamel King get a bucket. Yeah. I've always been. But uh, no, but talking about the team. Um, I mean, they just played really well all around. Uh, you shoot nine for 22 from three. You know that that's you know, pretty yeah. pretty good, forty percent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was great. I thought they moved the ball well. It looks like this team genuinely like has like a like a bond. Like that's right. the vibe. I, I see I, on Twitter, you see it everywhere. But like they're having fun. They're having fun. Yeah, I, I think that and it translates year, to winning. Which is after different. last year, everybody felt so broken. Oh yeah, including yeah. that team, yeah. including Coach Huggins. Yeah. And now this year, it seems like they've really got a great camaraderie. Yeah. So they love each other out there. You you see it. Yeah. You see Joe Tucson the culture. waving the towel, yeah. going crazy, and then he comes off the bench and gives you some really solid. Yeah. One thing I saw. Uh, one thing I want to touch on also is uh, Coach Huggins was at the mountain there today, answering a few oh, questions he? from the students. Yeah. Yeah. Was you and I were there. Yeah. 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 Uh, but one of the questions was asked is like, oh. Now with Eric Stevenson scoring thirty and back to back home games, do you think he got his, to ever do that, got his? Do you think he got his confidence back? Um, uh, Coach Huggins was talking about how, like, uh, you know, some guys handle it uh, differently. So, some guys handle it well when it's going by. He did like a full press conference for the students. No, students just asking questions, and they he were just yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, they, 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 the students were answering no. questions. Like I thought, like, oh my, no. these guys are at the these guys are at press passes. No, hold on. Now, Hamilton, we've been to many Bob Huggins press conferences. Yes. Did he have the same tone? 
I think he was a little more upbeat. Yeah, I got to be honest. The, the press he, conferences, he's very stoic right, and, he doesn't and like monotone. To give any emotion whatsoever right. because right. he doesn't want you to be able to notice. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. But no, this one, like, he, he, like another thing too. He was saying like, uh, was just that like, well, one, he was thanking the students, and you know, he's like, he loves uh, the atmosphere. They he bring was very emphatic game. about he, the he uh, about the, the students and the fans. You yeah, know, and he told a story about when he was a red shirt. At at WVU, yeah, he would come in. He would come. He, he would be hurt. He wouldn't be, or he'd be redshirt, and he wouldn't be able to allow to play. So he'd go sit in the student, student section. section. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. That's but awesome. but the, yeah. then going back to what I was saying with uh, with uh, Stevenson, he was just saying how uh, some guys handle uh, adversity different, and some guys handle it well, and some guys don't. Some guys learn how to handle it. And then he also said that coming into the year, Stevenson's had instead of just becoming a shooter he learned he had to learn how to be a player mm. and he had to uh you know learn to become a leader and he really uh pretty much gave Stevenson his credit for becoming a com- like a com- more of a complete player and a leader and so that just speaks to you know the praises he has and then again to the credit to the guys uh yeah. on the team cuz I, I agree with you that it does look like they're having yeah. fun it does look like they have a bond it does look like Hey, they're gonna go out there, and they want to like play for each other. They want to win for each other, and you know that's that's not always the case in uh, team sports. That's not always the case uh, in basketball, especially. So that's I think that's something really cool to I, see. I think that because this team is fun. I, I yeah. like as frustrating as it's been sometimes this season. I uh, you know from the fan in me and the student that goes here, there's guys I see on there. And I'm like, I want them to succeed. Like I want this team to succeed because I know how much they want it. And I know how much a uh, coach wants it, especially after last year. Now he was, you know, pretty much promised like last year's that's, never going to happen again. That's what I'm getting to. So yeah. And it looked like that for a stretch there. That's like, Oh, are we, is this another right, year he, collapsing? He, he, he and did, yeah. They're, they're saying no, no, we're <laughs> They didn't hear no. They didn't hear a bell. Right. They, they started Big Twelve plays awful. This team's still three and seven in the conference, but it does not feel like it. It does not. No. It, 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 it's something new. It's something different. And, and that's what I. That's what I was saying during it. You know, on the Mountaineer Sports Insider that I do with Luke Blaine from the Daily Athenaeum. And he's great listen, by the member. way. Yeah. yeah. Well, great listen. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's the Blaine train. The Blaine train <laughs> starting tomorrow. Oh, there's yeah. fundamentals oh, down on. there. Most love player. the Blaine train. Hopefully, the lights don't get to him this week. So. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I, I said last week to him on, on the podcast, go check it out, that, uh, you know, this team can turn it around. 3-7 and seven right. in the Big 12 is 7-3 in the Big couple 12. A couple free throws away there, right. probably. Right, a couple free throws five, away, you got five wins. wins. Yep. Yep. I, I said to him, it feels awful right now, but there's so much of the season left. Yeah. If you make the tournament, that was the only goal coming into that, this year. You yeah. had no idea what this team was going to be. It was completely different than last year. Not many returners who played real minutes. Yeah, and these and, guys, and you bring in a bunch of transfers, right. and they haven't played with each other. Right, like, have, these are first-year guys. They had to learn how to play with each other. A lot of transfers. Yeah. You have to find that. And so, you know, it seems like they're starting to. And the other thing, too, is, Huggins, people, you know, say he's an old ball coach and that sort of thing. Forty plus years, Hall of Fame. Okay, fine, but he is changing the way he is coaching. Yeah. Earlier this week, he said in a press conference that he recently put Eric Stevenson on the phone with former Mountaineer and current Cavs GM Mike Gasney. Mm-hmm. I saw that to get a different perspective. To get a different perspective was the reason. Yeah. Sometimes you hear one voice and it goes in one year and out the other, and at some point you got to find something different. And so right. yeah. doing something like that. It's obviously worked 
I think it shows right how now. much he's bought into this team, though. Because, like, last year, not saying the Huggins didn't buy into that team, but they were just kind of like a lost cause as a team themselves. But if he's doing that, you know, using his connections to right. really – because, like, it is good. I'm sure they, Huggins probably yells at them all a lot, so it's probably good to get another perspective let, let, like let that. Let me give you a yeah, stat. Yeah, someone right. who's been yelled at by yeah. him, they mm. can understand. Exactly, Let, let yeah. me give you a stat right here that's going to shock all of you. Right oh, now. God. West Virginia is the third best offense in the Big 12. That's hope. <laughs> wow. If I would have told wow. you that, you would have thought year, that you would have thought that, they were a the, top team. Yeah, in, yeah, the pinch of, me. Yeah. in the middle of February, they'd be the third best in the Big 12 too, though. Big 12, yeah, which is the, the best, gauntlet of, of men's college the best, basketball. Yeah. The Somehow best they're the defense in the Big 12, but they play great defense. That's how great this conference is defensively. They're worse than defense. And when you and just think of the teams that are coming next year. Listen, yeah, listen. West Virginia allows 69 points a game. I got, I'll got. i figure out where that ranks nationally here. 69 points a game. Uh, third place in the Big 12 allows 66. It's that tight. So 10th defensively does not mean that much. Uh, and, and then in the margin, there's six overall in the conference. So right now this team is scheduled to be in the tournament if it were to start today. So I think that you got to feel a little bit better about that after you hear that. Uh Fifth best three point or three point percentage in the league. Fifth best opponent three point percentage in the game. Fourth in three pointers made this. I year. feel like the free throws is probably a bit low though, right? Free throws probably uh, what? Free throws three hundred fifty in the conference and six defensively against the free throw. I mean that's that, I, that's what we said before. Like if they made their free throws, I think it was the Oklahoma State game, Texas. It was the, definitely the o, the OU o, o, game. OU game, yeah, yeah. It's, but yeah, I mean that shows like the first OU. Game. I think I saw I saw them. Our second rebounding. Yeah, I saw an article saying that um, that was a problem last year that they've seemed to remedy is the is the rebounding yeah. issue that has been something I I noticed. But like I don't yeah I don't think the committee pays as much attention to the um to the uh, to the conference record as opposed to like the quad one quad two wins. So I think that's kind of why you know we're three and seven in the conference, which isn't great, but we're still a ten seed because I mean as we saw like it's not like this year just in college basketball in general. There's like one team that is running the show. It's we've seen the top like we, Purdue just lost the other day to IU. Um, so it just shows how competitive the entire college basketball is right now. Obviously, Big 12 being the most competitive in the country. So if they can rack up a couple more um, quad one wins, you know. And they have an excellent chance to do it tonight uh, versus big, Iowa big State. Tonight. You know, their favorite, I think it was the line was like three and a half or something. Four. And that just speaks they, – they're ten and three at home. That, like, yeah. I, it, it's a different they, team they, home versus they, the They love to play here. They love to show out for the fans. And you know, especially like we said, Stevenson's a guy that feeds off of that. We've seen it all season long. He makes a big play, and there's a timeout that happens immediately after. He's He's stomping his feet in front of other coaches. He's taking his time to get back to the, uh, you know, to uh, the bench as he's celebrating, getting everybody. So uh, that that's an advantage to play. Like if you have Mm -hmm. your play, they love to show out for the fans that come out here. You, you take that as a, you take that as a fan. You take that as a player. You yep. take that as a coach. Mm-hmm. So the NCAA website doesn't let me choose just Power Five teams. So this is including mid majors. West Virginia is fifty seventh in the country in margin of scoring versus defense. So I I don't think that's a bad statistic because you know they're behind Iona, Monta, Montana State, right. uh, Saint Francis. Right. You know all these mid major teams who are playing a much different level of competition in their conference play. So then when you go back and you look at it in the Big 12 and they're that high, well, that means a lot That's a, a, a lot yeah. of a difference right That's there, That's an important... In my opinion. So, again, you know, like the women, the entire season is in front of this team. And 
what what I was what I keep saying to people is the fact that if this team can get in and they don't have to play a Big 12 team in the first round and maybe not even in the second round, there's no reason why they can't make the second weekend. No. And even if they are playing a Big 12 team, half the time these games are coin flips. There's not many, if any, real blowouts other than what happened Saturday thus far in conference play overall. I mean, I would say any Big 12 matchup is going to be most like not every game, but a lot of them are close. I mean, even Texas Tech versus Texas or Texas, Texas Tech, Tech beat uh, Iowa State. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you take a look at that game. Iowa State was up, what, 23 points? And, and, and the Red Raiders came all the way back. So there, <clears throat> there's no breaks in the Big 12, even against the lower division teams. And you, West Virginia is an example of that being near the bottom right, of the Big me, 12 standings. Let me give you some of the past couple games in the Big 12 conference overall to show you some of these scoring margins. Uh, yesterday, Kansas State they they killed TCU eighty two to sixty one. K State's a very good team. Yeah, if West Virginia makes free throws in that first matchup, they win it on the road. Uh, Kansas beats Texas eighty eight to eighty. Baylor beats Texas Tech, the worst team in the conference, uh, eighty nine to sixty two. West Virginia thirty or ninety three to sixty one over Oklahoma. We've talked about that one. Uh, Oklahoma State seventy nine, TCU seventy three, sixty nine sixty six. Texas beats K State. Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, 71-61. Ten points or less is what most of these games are decided by, and the ones that are more than ten, it's either 12 or 13. They're all that close. you know. And, and when you look at it, score is not always the real indicator of these games. Most of the time that means free throws at the end of the game where you're down five and you start fouling, and then it's nine or ten or even 11 at the end of it. So all of these games are continuing to be very, very tightly played. Go back to the Big 12 SEC Challenge with me really quick, fellas. Okay, West Virginia beats Auburn 80-77. to Baylor beats Arkansas 67-64. to Missouri gets Iowa State. Kansas beats Kentucky in Lexington 77-68. to Mississippi State gets TCU. Oklahoma 93, Alabama 69. Alabama was number two That's in the crazy. country in that game. They go over to Norman. And Oklahoma, who just lost by 30 to West Virginia, beats the number two team in the country by 30. That's how good this conference is. And, and, you know, coming into the year, we said the Big 12 is the best conference in basketball. I didn't think it was going to be by this big of a difference. Yeah, yeah they're going to get eight or nine teams in, and the Big 10 is going to be close to that. But other than Purdue, I don't think that any Big 10 team... Who's going to do damage in. in the Big 10 besides Purdue and maybe Indiana? That's, right. That, that, that's like, what I'm saying. Yeah. You, you put any of those teams in the Big 12 and they're they'll not sleep on be... Rutgers. <laughs> hey. Hey, Jersey. Sleep on Rutgers. Yeah, Cam Tell Spencer. me about Rutgers basketball then, Brian. Hey, Cam Spencer is one of the most clutch players in college basketball. Ron Harper. Well, he, he's in the league now, but you're a little, a little behind there, Hamilton. No, I mean. Yeah, Shocking. Hamilton behind? <laughs> Rutgers, they beat Purdue. Actually, I mean, no. Driving at Beamer, he's probably you know, in the left lane. We're though. doing fine. Yeah. yeah, we're, we're yeah doing he's fine. living life. He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Hamilton will get you to Pittsburgh in 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully nobody's yeah, that, was a, that was a great game. Him over. Um, yeah. yeah, all right. So tonight you got Iowa State here at the Coliseum. It's a big game. It's a big one. Really build up that uh, tournament resume. West Virginia resume. is receiving votes in the top 25 right now. There's yeah, no I think it was four last week. Yeah, they got four. If they win tonight, they're in the top 25. Yeah. You could, yeah. Why not? I think so. <laughs> why not? So, I, I mean, you can talk about how January wasn't a great month. You beat the number 15 team in the country. But they also could have after the 14 team. Yeah, as well. and they, yeah, you beat TCU yeah. at right. home. You beat Auburn at home in the SEC Challenge. You lose, uh, you lose close uh, to TCU and uh, the at TCU, yeah. And then you blow out Oklahoma. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, no, it's and Oklahoma's record start, does not show how good they are as no. a team. I mean, they have like, all five of their starters 
are, are great players. Right. The the loss to Oklahoma and Norman seventy seven to seventy six. Yeah. That could have been a free throws. Right there. Free yeah. throws. Eighty three seventy eight win or loss against Baylor. That one was right there in the Coliseum too. Yep. Seventy six sixty two to Kansas. That one got a little out of hand here at the Coliseum, but Kansas shot seven for seven from three to start that game. I think the refs. I, I don't like blaming the refs, but oh, like, come on, come Bill on, Self Brian. in the building in Morgantown. You know what's going to happen, Brian. Not a big fan of Bill Self. Nah, and I hate it because I, I, I think KU Kansas is. One, I think Kansas might be the best team. One, well, they they are the one of the best Defending teams in the country. But yeah, but like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe me, me and Tanner go way back to last year. I'm, we're, <laughs> we're not big uh, Bill Self fans. Just I don't know. All I gotta say is if. Uh, we, we try to be impartial. We, we try, but it's hard, you know. After the Jose Perez, um, you know, right? Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's not easy. It's not easy to like Bill Self if you're, you know, West Virginia student. But. Listen to Brian. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Let's get we're, this. We're gonna... media members at this point. You can't, you can't be thinking like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's okay. Seven for seven from three. That's unacceptable. Yeah, that, but you don't just... see that often either. So yeah. I, I think that game over in uh, Lawrence could be a little different next time. Although who knows at Lawrence that would be huge if we went at in Lawrence that would uh, you never know man um, yeah. I, I have crazy nights in the Big Twelve yeah, yeah. It, it, any given like, game yeah any given Sunday right yeah. mm-hmm. the old adage there uh, so Sean give me your thoughts on the game tonight this is an Iowa State team that they have yet to play. Uh, Iowa State's number 11 in the country, but West Virginia's favored by four at uh, Well, I think... Uh, Magic predict on ESPN looks a little yellow. <laughs> yeah, no. For, so for the FP, uh, FPI, I believe... Uh, Football power right now? Uh, okay, well, no. So FPI. I guess just get their ESPN... Oh, here it is. According to ESPN Analytics, okay. uh, West Virginia's favored 65.5% to Iowa State's 34.5%. Uh, what's, the, what's the rationale? Uh, well, I think the rationale is <laughs> this Iowa State team has to play West Virginia at home after their best game of the year. Uh, have to face their best game in probably three or four. Years. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah you could say. <laughs> and you know, the string of performances, as big as it is for the team, uh, it's extremely big for the fan base here. You easily could have. Uh, lost uh, the fan base a little bit here being disinterested for a second straight basketball season but with the uh, kind of wins they've had you know this the coliseum gets loud it's been really really loud recently and this is going to be another one they're welcoming a top 25 team who knows maybe maybe stevenson's not done having the hot hand uh it's Probably not realistic to expect another 30-point-plus uh, game, but I think he's going to be fired up. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to want this one. And, I, you know, I think these guys are going to follow uh, follow him and go to battle with him. And, you know, this is a really good team. That's not to discredit that. But I think this West Virginia team, like we've been saying, they're also a good team. It just took longer for them to get to that point. Right, I mentioned to you how Iowa State beat Kansas. They had 20 turnovers they forced against the Jayhawks in that game. Iowa State's undefeated at home in Big 12 play, winning by 15.8 points per game on average in that. Uh, They create turnovers. They're the best defensive team statistically in the Big 12. However, they've not played Eric Stevenson yet. Um, so (laughs) (laughs) That's an important important, uh, factor. They haven't played him. They haven't played him at home. Like like we Coming said, they love playing. Point. They love playing well. here. Stevenson, without a doubt, loves playing mm-hmm. here. Yeah, uh, West Virginia mm-hmm. has played the sixth toughest schedule 
in the country. <laughs> and, and they have the third toughest schedule remaining. It's, uh, it's, in it's country. And you take a look at the top ten. What conference is every single one of those teams? It, yeah. It, it's, mm. it's, it's the a, Big 12 conference. <laughs> it, it, it's yeah. a crazy, crazy season in the Big 12. Uh, and this is what basketball – this is why – Every this is why people who like basketball love college basketball. Yeah, and it's 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 insane. I love it. Uh, it's so much fun. The chaos yep. is something like un, is it's pretty much it's different the best than postseason it's, of any sport. It's yeah. different than any other sport. Like atmospheres, it's I, you can't really explain it. Like if yeah. for, if for whatever reason you're like on the fence of uh, wanting to be a fan of college basketball, do it. Like it's just <laughs> <laughs> it's like come March. It's uh, – I, I can't yeah. explain it enough. I'm so excited. Sean's blushing up over here. I am. Because yeah. <laughs> it's, it's inspiring no, me for tomorrow yeah, night. Yeah, tomorrow night. U92 in a real spot. Six, six teams in the top 17. West Virginia receives votes to get in the top 25. You could have seven ranked teams in the top 25 uh. come Monday if West Virginia can pull this one off tonight. Uh, again, third toughest schedule remaining, though, for this Mountaineer squad. And, again, things are not going to get easier based off of that metric. Right there, boys. Uh, so they've got Iowa State in the building tonight over at the historic West Virginia Coliseum. Then they go over on the road on a little trip down to Texas. Play number five. Old Texas, Texas. road trip. Mm-hmm. And then Baylor after that at the Farrell Center to play old Jalen Bridges. Fan favorite here, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh definitely. He received a warm welcome back, I heard. I was yeah. not at that game. I was not at that He got game. a lot of trader chance. Benedict Arnold. Yeah. Oh, man. That's a... Strong term coming from a Connecticut boy. Yeah, hey. There's some history. He's, for up, you. he's up in our parts. So. In, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lexington and Concord, I mean, right? Yeah. The, oh, sure. Yeah. You know about that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you want to give me a lesson on that? I'll, yeah. I'll listen. No, no, thanks. Oh, well, maybe okay. another time. Oh. <laughs> All right. Let me read you the uh, read here again about the United to the Moose. Pledge your love. To the Moose this Valentine's Day. United to the Moose will bring you 36 hours of consecutive programming of music, sports, and public affairs starting at noon on February 13th, running all the way till midnight to cap it off on Valentine's Day on Tuesday. Again, that's 36 hours of straight coverage here on United 2. Uh, the sports block from 10 to 12 on Valentine's Day there on Tuesday at the Mountain Lair. A nice little satellite show. I will be there. Brian will be there. Anissa will be there. Sean will be there. I think Hamilton's going to stop by. I'll stop by. We're having everybody stopping yeah, by, including Coach Randy Maisie of the baseball program, Coach Dan Stratford of the men's soccer program, and Coach Nikki Izzo-Brown of the women's soccer program. All live interviews going to be done there. We're going to play a lot of trivia, which is Sean's favorite thing to lose at. And uh, I've lost morning. by one, all right? <laughs> Just a preference. I lost by one. Lost a loss. A loss. A loss is a loss. A Just loss like a win is a win. Uh, Just like a win tomorrow night. You yeah. The, uh, oh, man. Yeah. These boys are do stuff and ready I'm to go. Yeah. We lose by more than 20. I'm going to lose my mind. You might be fired on the ride home, though. drop dead on the floor. You I might. Yeah. Uh, so, Not please, in the suit, please, please <laughs> tune in to the Pledge Drive. And if you can give some money, we would really, really appreciate it over here at the Moose. Um, it, it's very, very important uh, to us as we continue to move forward. Uh, if you don't know, we moved over to the Daily Athenaeum building uh, during the COVID uh, stretch there out of the mountain layer, our old home. So we're trying to establish ourselves here, and uh, anything will help. And we really, really do, again, appreciate that. We'll hit a break here. When we come back, we'll move our talents over to talking about more pro basketball and that sort of thing. 
Uh, some NFL. I think the Eagles are in the Super Bowl. Fly Eagles oh, really? fly. Oh, really? I think they yeah. might be. Uh, I don't know. We might have to check. Go that. Birds? I don't know about that. Streets saying go Birds? <laughs> uh, not in Pittsburgh. I can promise you that. <laughs> yeah, they're just content with they're another nine and eight year. Uh, We're yeah. content with consistency. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Consistency is okay. key. Okay. We'll get into it. It'll be fun. We're here until 9 o'clock tonight. Coming to you live from the United 2 Studios. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Pick up a copy of the Daily Athenaeum every Thursday morning from a newsstand on campus. The Daily Athenaeum is WVU's independent, student-run newspaper, reporting on what matters to you. Reporting by students, for students. Pick up a copy today and read more at thedaonline.com. Sorry I didn't get you anything for Valentine's Day. I gave all my money to U92. Pledge your love to the moose and listen to 36 hours of uninterrupted radio streaming live at noon February 13th until midnight February 14th. If you want to help U92 flourish, go to u92themoose.com and click the donate button at the top of the page. Thank you. U92 The Moose is your home for the best sports coverage you're going to find here on the campus of West Virginia University. It all starts on Wednesdays from 6 to 10. It's the Sports Block on U92. From 6 to 8, we're talking WVU sports with a tilt towards on-campus